This show is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find the other great shows on the network, head over to the Deluxe Edition Network.com. Bev's Video Kingdom is intended for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Bev's Video Kingdom really is brought to you by. What the fuck? What's up, dude? One of my renters broke the toilet again. That dude takes giant shits. I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Why don't you hire a property management company or something to take care of that stuff? Because they suck, and they take 10%. You know, our dude Hank owns and manages Heritage Realty Partners. I think he said he only charges 5%, and he visits each property at least once a month. That's right. He's always posting beers from the road. You have his number? Actually, I do. His personal number is 805-451-5734. Perfect. Now he can deal with my renter's big shits. Heritage Realty Partners. For all your property management and investment needs. Bev's Video Kingdom is brought to you by Spaceballs The Underwear. The out-of-this-world solution for men who need a little extra space for their balls. Fellas, let me ask you a question. Is your shorts as big as mine? (laughs) Our underwear is not only comfortable but it's also roomy enough to accommodate those with extra meaty crotch meteors or the greatest of helmets. With Spaceballs The Underwear, you won't have to worry about crushing your cojones during a game of space tennis or while flying your Winnebago through an asteroid field. It's the perfect pouch for your protruding package. So, if you want to make sure your boys are safe and sound, there's only one choice. Spaceballs The Underwear! Our underwear is so good, it'll make you say, May the shorts be with you! <laughs> Shit. Oh, you wish. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Is your shorts as big as mine? <laughs> Oh yeah, welcome back to Bev's Video Kingdom. We are back out at the uh, Bev's Outdoor Studio. It's a lovely evening. My, I can feel my balls, not like last time when apparently I couldn't. Yeah, it's a little balls. bit better. Yeah. So I got uh, Bradley with me. What up, man? And uh, we've got a couple of, well, we got one late show and one probably no show right now. So we- uh, <laughs> We're in a weird spot. Yeah, so we we had a couple of people join us, um, and hopefully uh, Zach will be joining us very soon. We'll see um, if he's he's not too he's drunk. Yeah, he's on on the other side of the the United States right now. So yeah, uh, yeah unfortunately he's uh, yeah on the East Coast, and uh, he had a, a dinner or something tonight. So he's probably getting plowed. And he's going to come on and just start saying penis jokes and if this and that. That's all right. That's uh, yeah, a drunk point. Zach is a good Zach. So. It is. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, uh, so we have a couple guests um, we, across from me. We've got the governor. He's been on uh, the show a few times and done some judging, and so he decided to join us for Spaceballs. I was a, I was a late uh, call in from the bullpen. Yeah. yeah. And when, when Nate first told me we were doing Spaceballs, I was like, man, I'm a fan of that movie. I liked that movie as a kid a ton, but I haven't. I had not watched it. For a while nice. until I rewatched it last night. Sweet. All right. That's, well, that's glad a good to have take. I'm, I'm looking forward to that take. And then uh, to my right is my big brother who thinks we're all a bunch of idiots. 
They are idiots. And now yeah, there he is. That's the voice. He's, 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 thanks he's, for having me. Yeah. Thanks for being here, buddy. Yeah. If you've heard on the draft, you know, when we get to our also rands and we, we were always talking about what we didn't pick. Um, I got to say right now, and, and it's not draft related, but and we'll, we'll probably bring it up next episode. But I got the, the official four idiot picks. <laughs> I was pretty stoked. I think I'm the first to ever get the uh, the quadruple uh, idiot. Yeah, the quad, quad quad idiot. Quad idiot. Yeah. yeah. That's that's I need a shirt or something. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll go into that a little bit more on the draft episode. For sure. Um, yeah, cuz uh, yeah, Tim Tim <laughs> Tim Timmy's going to come back and help us judge. So, um anyway, thanks guys for coming out. Yeah, so like we mentioned, we are doing the Mel Brooks classic film Spaceballs. I this was my my pick and something that just it actually came out yesterday. We're recording this a week before it comes out. doesn't matter. But it's out. By the time you listen to this, I think all the episodes are out. I think they're doing, they're releasing them every single night. This, yeah, I think it was a back, four nights back to back. Yeah, night. and so they finally released History of the World Part 2, which it's a Hulu series, and Mel Brooks is involved. Um, it's got a bunch of actors in it, um, and it's almost like these little... They're easy to digest, quick little like twenty-five you know minute episodes or whatever of little tiny little vignettes. And if you've ever seen History of the World Part One, which is just a classic Mel Brooks film, one of my favorites. Um, I watched the first episode uh, the other night, and I went in really skeptical. I was like, oh, "Is this a money grab? How can this be good?" Because what people don't realize if you haven't seen it, at the end of History of the World Part One. They actually had a trailer for History of the World Part Two, right. which I think was just some of their other ideas that they probably didn't flush out or finish. They said, hey, let's just make that a trailer for History Part Two and we'll never make the movie. And so they finally made this thing and they actually have a reference to one of the, I won't spoil it for anybody if you want to watch this, but one of the things they mentioned in the trailer, they finally did it. It's really great. I'm telling you, I went in skeptical. I laughed out loud quite a few times there's a lot a lot of stupid shit that's not funny there's one skit skit that i did not laugh one time and i was like wow that was bad but then there's a couple just absolutely hilarious things so if you're a fan definitely check that out governor sorry it's okay so we we talked about this a little before recording and and to me one of the i i I went back and forth and i was like man a lot of my takes i feel like a hypocrite about this because I didn't. It didn't feel really set up well for a sequel. But if you look at all of his successful movies, there there are, there are no sequels to these. They're just kind of standalone parodies. Right. And they joke in the movie, you know, oh, we'll look for us in, you know, Spaceballs Space Two, the search for more the money, search for more money. <laughs> like right. uh, clearly the search for Spock kind of reference. And right. So I, to me, I thought, man, I don't, I don't know, should they? Because there's been a lot of discussion over the decades. Oh yeah. Should there be? A sequel to Spaceballs, and fans have asked everywhere Mel Brooks goes, "Is there going to be a sequel to this?" And and I I think it'd be cool if they did, and I'm sure I'd watch it, and there'd probably be some funny things. But at the same time, does do any of his movies need the sequel? No. Yeah, yeah. and 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 I mean, Star Wars was ob- obviously right for it. I mean, now especially now that they've had the the episodes one through three, and then and then the episodes seven through nine that have come out since. So there's definitely a lot of meat that you could pull from as far as like jokes and things like that but at the same time do you try to bring back like i mean bill pullman and you try to bring back daphne zaniga and right. and, and john candy yeah well, uh, <laughs> dead or on cameo god damn it god damn it scott uh, oh, i thought it was interesting because this this movie technically came out after 
all of the first three, like right. episodes four, five, six. Right. So it came out after, what, what, four years after Return of the Jedi, I want to say? Yeah. So they didn't really utilize a lot of footage or a lot of opportunities from those movies. Right, right. Yeah. Which, is it, did it leave the door open or was it a good choice to kind of focus on the early stuff? Well, and I think the other thing that we also forget is that Mel Brooks is fucking 97 years old. Like, (laughs) how is this guy involved in anything now? I mean, I know it's just kind of, it's like putting his face on it, which is is great, but... I mean, as far as I... So, if you watch The History of the World Part 2, which I I, I recommend checking it out, just at least watch the first episode, see what you think. And he actually does an intro, and he looks... Is he 97 or 94? 96. 96? 96 or 7. He's in his mid-90s. Born in 26. Yeah. So... he's He's looking great, and... um. You know, obviously he's he's up there, um, but yeah, at this point, leave Spaceballs alone. You know, because if he's not fully involved, and I don't know how involved he was with History of the World Part Two, if he just stamped it or whatever, some of the jokes definitely feel like they're Mel Brooks created. You know, because yeah. I mean, he's not just a director; he is a screenwriter. He's behind these movies. Like he was one of the he's. Like uh, Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein, like he was—he's not just a director; he's an actor, screenwriter, and everything, executive producer, and everything. So, well, you gotta think how many people that were involved in in comedy rooms, uh, writers' rooms for comedies, right. writing uh, great comedy movies and stuff. How many of them were inspired by Mel Brooks movies? I mean, that's got to be—I mean, a whole lot of them figured out that that humor is what is entertaining to them and have been doing that for a long time. Well, so. absolutely. Yeah. I, I definitely think that, um, you know, Trey, uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone <laughs> had to be influenced by Mel Brooks movies. Oh yeah. Just yeah. based on, cause, and, and my biggest reason I say that is because they go after everybody. They tease everybody. Right. And they don't give a shit. Mel Brooks is the same thing in his movies. He's making fun of everybody yeah. and all races and, you know, that's something I'll, I'll get into later a little bit, but they definitely, I just look at that and go, oh man, I bet they loved his movies for sure. Oh, yeah, his all seem very thoughtful. Like uh, mm-hmm. one of the things I want to talk about later is like, the fact that his parodies have stood up to the test of time, I think, mm-hmm. and, and in an era where cancel culture is such a big thing, like right. you, you go back and watch those and I laughed out loud at some of the jokes and, and, and I think, man, I, I, I think they still survive now, and it'd be tough to really tear them apart. Yeah, and it, 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 it's a thing where it's like, you know, is he old enough now? It's like, hey, what's the point? Why, you know, why, why go after him? Or is it just the fact that he is he's Jewish? Does he get a pass on yeah. on some of this stuff because he's making fun of of Jewish and 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 everybody else? And and so he's like, hey, you know, it, it's kind of weird because there's definitely some movies, and I know Blazing Saddles has definitely been mentioned. <laughs> In, in a few threads here and there about how, and I wanted to pick Blazing Saddles for this, but I kind of pushed out. I think we could have done it. But I think so too. And I honestly, at some point, I would like to, um, but I don't know. Um, people, I'm, I'm, people cancel everything. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> we'll see how this one goes. This will be right. the gateway movie. Yeah. So, so Blazing Saddles, um, 1987 um, had a budget of 22 million, box office only 38 million. So definitely was not a hit. The critics didn't like it. That that's the weirdest thing to me is like I don't understand how Mel Brooks, who already has a following, he's already put out some some outstanding movies that people really care about. 
it brings up Star Wars. Like, were people just sick of Star Wars? Like, what was going on in, in 19, is 87? 87. Yeah. yeah. What was going on in 1987 where people were like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go watch this movie. He's making fun of Star Wars. This would be great. Yeah. Um, I'm totally blanking on something else it was up against that did better. And it wasn't a, wasn't a great movie. It wasn't like it was up, up against a major blockbuster or anything. And, I mean, he hadn't really had any big hits that were super successful for a while at this point. Yeah, um, maybe. So maybe people just kind of, you know, because he definitely had his big, his main streak of, of great movies was in the 70s. Right. You know, and, and so like with Young Frankenstein, High Anxiety, uh, History of the World Part One, uh, it started with the producers in the late 60s, the, the, the movie The Producers, which inspired the, the Broadway hit, which was enormous. I remember that. Right. Was in, just insanely popular. Um, but yeah, and then, uh, and then, and of course, Blazing Saddles in the 70s. So. Then after that, it kind of tailed off, and and uh, there's definitely, <clears throat> I, I don't know if it's, is it the subject matter or is it just kind of burnout on his humor. Well, do you think it's like right in the middle of an age gap? Because I was introduced right. to Mel Brooks comedy, and my parents were huge fans. Mm-hmm. They're in their late 70s now. I'm in my late 40s, and and the th- the three Star Wars original trilogy had come out and had finished four years ago. So I wonder, like. Was that gap of time and maybe like right in the middle of two kind of big generations? What, what did that affect kind of how people viewed this one? Maybe it could have. So we let's go around a little bit and just kind of talk about the movie itself. So Brad, is this a movie that you've seen a bunch of times or? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no. I mean it's it's one of those things that within my family, like we, we got lines quoted. Like I've seen it a hundred times. Like it's one of those things that was just like constantly on. Um, and and that's the thing is like I, I brought that into my family like and even my wife like it's not like something like we throw on all the time but like we were watching it a few nights ago and I mean she's quoting lines immediately as they're popping up it's right. just like within her family too like they were they had watched it a bunch so it's like it's a certain it's like a certain style of comedy right that it can be clever it can be very hit or miss I mean there's definitely some jokes that that don't fly but at the same time enough of them are solid and like you said like uh, like gub was saying uh they're they're very thoughtful jokes like there there's like definitely some some planning and and thoughtfulness when they when they create the type of, of joke that they're going to have in those movies so. and some of the jokes definitely on this are very very dated like the the, the twins that, like that in there, <laughs> chew your gum. Yeah, gum. Yeah, yeah, chew your gum. Which, like, any of your kids are gonna say, "Okay, what, what, that what is that?" Well, I'm 49, <laughs> and I went. I'm pretty sure that's a double mint. Double mint twins. When right? I rewatched no, it, yeah. both of those girls were in the double mint commercial. Right, yeah. exactly. So, but the double mint commercials went all the way back to like the 60s. Yeah. So by right. the time I was a little little kid, they'd kind of been around a long time. Oh yeah. 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 Or, or you know, even the original Planet of the Apes that show up at the end. You know, it's like. <laughs> Oh, you know those horrible masks and just—I mean, the, the budget on this movie was not not good. Um, but uh, so anyway, yeah. So did, now, did you watch it with your? You watch it with them this time? Your, oh yeah, yeah. They, your, your they, they all, In fact, actually, I started it because I was just, I, I was wanting to, like, to to get through it, and then um, my son sat down, and then my daughter came in, and then of course they're all watching. My wife's watching it too. It's like we all just kind of—it wasn't like a plan, like hey, kids, we're sitting right. down for a movie, but they all kind of came in. They had seen it before, and everybody in the family had seen it before, and we just kind of like, you know, just got in getting like the the flow of it. And you'd, it's such a fast movie too; it goes yeah. so quick. It's, it's hour and thirty six. Yeah, it's a very quick movie, and so it's like the pacing of it is quick. You know where the jokes are going to be popping, and and yeah, it, it's a fun little experience. And that's that's the one thing that Mel Mel's really good at, just making sure that 
there's not a lot of gaps between jokes. There's not a lot of story. There's just, hey, let's set up this joke. Let's set up this joke. Um, okay, so Gov, you said you rewatched this again. Had it been had it been a while since you'd watched it? It'd been a long time. Okay, since I watched it. So I I was 14 when the movie came out, and I saw it a bunch of times. I'm I'm also a huge Star Wars fan, and I watched this movie multiple multiple times. But it's been a long gap between the last time I watched it for the umpteenth time and watching it last night. And it felt a little different. Like, mm-hmm. it, it really felt like, okay, I remember this being really funny as a teenager. Yeah. But a lot of it, I was like, okay, this is all right. I'm just watching, like, pretty silently. I was watching it by myself late at night. Mm-hmm. And there were times I laughed out loud. Certain, I'm, I'm sure, lines that I, we used to quote all the time. Right made me laugh out loud again but it it felt very different watching it now versus 30 years ago yeah and, and i kind of had that a little bit of like a panic i'm like uh, as i'm sitting there watching it i'm going <laughs> shit this is the movie i picked and, uh, i wondered like, i don't know if, i don't know if zach has seen this is he's probably gonna think it's stupid and and then i don't know what <laughs> that was Nate's my other question think, and and so i don't I, know i wondered like Zach being a little younger, I'm like, when when was the first time he saw this? Because he didn't watch it when it came out, and if he did, he didn't get much of it. Right. Yeah, I don't know. So that, that's something hopefully when he comes on, we'll ask him. I know he did say that he they did have a family movie night, and so I won't say how it went, but he did watch it with his kids. Well, it's PG, and, so it's safe. Right. <laughs> and then there's things like like Dick Van Patten. I mean, obviously, right. older actor, I mean, that, that people are going to know. Michael Winslow, if you don't know Michael Winslow, Oh yeah. You, I mean, you you kind of lose part of the joke of that. Like, I mean, he's obviously like you're like, oh, this guy's talented at making sound effects. But yeah, the whole fact that I mean, that was his whole character in, in Police Academy. Exactly. It's like, you know him for that. So it's like there's so many things that are very much nostalgic. Well, well yeah, and the, and the definitely, um, you know, like John Hurt make it, re- reprising his role <laughs> at the very so end, which is so good with the alien coming out of his. I think more people would probably get that one, but that's pretty great that he did that. Like he brought he came back. Reprise that role, have the alien come out of his chest again. Um, Joan Rivers is is very much a staple of the '80s and like '90s. Like yeah. knowing her shtick makes her part kind of funny. Uh-huh. I'm like, can we talk? Like, I mean, all that kind of stuff. But you know, her catchphrases. Like, we're. I, I think that's what you're talking about. Like the the datedness of it kind of hurts it. Right. Yeah. And for me, it's like, well, I know all these jokes, but my yeah. kids still think it's funny. Like, I mean, knowing Star Wars, they're Star Wars fans. I'm a Star Wars fan. It's like, I think they still appreciate the fact that it's a spoof. And like, I mean, yeah. when you get like the little, uh, um, do they, what do they, do they even like describe the, the dink, 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 dink? Are they the dinks? Is that they're, they're, the, they're dinks, the dinks, yeah. which are the Jawa Yeah, they're the, ja- the, the Jawas. And so it's like, I mean, even little things like that, it's just, it's funny. Like we were, we were actually eating dinner as the movie was playing. And when it got to the, like, we're all kind of bouncing along to the <laughs> dink, Well, dink, it's the one, dink, you know, dink, the dink, famous dink, song dink, that I forget. Yeah, the bridge over bridge, uh, river, uh, bridge over river Kwai, I think is. Yeah, yeah, I think you that's what it's from. Well, but, but, yeah. And I guess one of the original Jawas, or uh, it was either one of the Jawas or one of the Ewoks, I think actually played. One of the dinks. Oh, okay. really? I, yeah, I, I didn't look into that. I didn't need to do better little person research, apparently. <laughs> do a little research, will you? <laughs> oh, you. Gosh darn it. Uh, but yeah, like you're saying, though, it's like, yeah, there's some of the parts of the movie where I'm just sitting there going, eh, okay. But then I laughed out loud. My, one of my favorite things, we don't really do lines and stuff on this show, but oh, man, one of my favorite parts, I laughed loud, was, Barf, we're not just we're not doing this for money. We're doing it for a shitload of money. <laughs> And I don't know why that line just made me laugh so fucking much. And 
that I mean, they use the word shit a lot in this movie. Yeah. In, in very interesting ways. My favorite line, of course, my whole life has always been the dude that's got the pick and he's in the <laughs> desert. Guys, he's yeah. coming to the desert. He's like, we ain't found shit. <laughs> it's just the way he delivers it is so perfect. So good. It's so great. And it's it's just ridiculous because first of all, you're sitting there going, okay, they have these big combs. Okay, that's the gag. Yeah. Then you think, oh, it can't get funnier. But then the black guys have picks. It has to have the pick. Oh my gosh! And I so may good. I may be able to get into that in my uh, in, in our letter categories. But right. the the a lot of the gags and a lot of the parodies are obvious, and a lot of them are really subtle. And you oh yeah, you know I didn't know any of them when I watched it for a bunch of times. But when I started looking into it and researching, the guy that said we ain't found shit. He actually played in an episode of Star Trek later. Like he was in. De- oh, yeah. Uh, I think it might have been Voyager or one of them. Okay. So there's so many connections to people from other movies, even if it's not obvious right away. Yeah. Okay. So Tim, you're you're a lot, a lot, a lot, lot older than all of us. A bit. And um, <laughs> now, do you do you know if you happen to see this in the theater? Because I don't. I don't I, think I did. I totally remember. I okay. was a senior in high school. That's right. Okay. I was on a date. Took my girlfriend. I laughed my ass off, and she did not like it. Well, if, I mean, <laughs> oh, if that's no. not a sign, <laughs> and uh, I know I know how that ended, and that's just like red flag, bright light. Makes sense. Makes now. sense now. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's definitely a, a nice test when you when you do something like that, like a comedy show or something like that, and you're sitting there laughing at this and that, and she's just not laughing. Like, oh. She's like, oh, you're an idiot. What the heck? <laughs> I've been Stupid. very lucky. There's like a, just a couple things in my repertoire that my, my wife does not like. Like, I love Eric Andre, and she cannot stand him, <laughs> and it drives her crazy. Like, she yeah. will leave the room. If I, if, I, if I put on an episode of Eric Andre's show, and she'll just be like, nope, I'm not doing it. And I'm like... Come on, we share so many things. Why can't you love this too? You have to have some things that are your own, buddy. And Practical jokers is, is ours. She, my, my wife's like, this show is so stupid. <laughs> I can't even be. I can't even be in the room when it's on. And I'm like, uh, I'm take off. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna laugh my ass off. Love well, it for sure. For sure. So so yeah. Um, and then is it something that you have you seen it in a while or? or I've seen it a bunch of times. Bunch of times. Yeah. yeah, I'm assuming. I mean, I'm assuming you guys have watched it together, like probably like rented it from Bev's and and watched it at times back in the day. Probably. Maybe, yeah. I, I and I, I was thinking back. I was trying to remember when I saw it for the first time, but I know it was probably on VHS. You know, yeah. Maybe in college or something, or I don't know. Um, oh, you don't think you saw it till college? I don't think I saw it until college. I don't, unless I was hanging out with friends or whatever. But I just remember thinking that so late era. Mel Brooks movies, like when he gets into Men in Tights and Dracula, Dead and Loving, Dead it, loving yeah, and, and 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 this, I think I'd kind of checked out. So that's why I was I was kind of sitting here going, I wonder why, you know, certain movies didn't resonate or whatever. Maybe it's because I was into different stuff. But I remember watching History of the World Part One in the theater. Yeah, and there's mm. some there, I, that movie came out late seventies, so which means I was young, and I remember seeing it in the theater. I can picture myself being there because I'm sitting there going, why are these apes at the beginning beating off? Because that's how it starts. It starts with, and they're not really beating off, but they're literally socking themselves in the nuts over and over again. That's how yeah. the damn movie starts. And I was just, th- I just thought it was funny. Oh, they're hitting themselves in the balls. That's hilarious. Which I kind of missed the entire point, which is good because I was probably seven. It seems like dad, dad snuck us into this. Yeah. 
Okay. Because he was a big fan. Yeah. Yeah. So my yeah, yeah. Our, our dad, he loved loved Mel Brooks and, and, and that kind of humor, which probably where I, I get it and, you know, Monty Python and all that stuff. And and so, um, but yeah, so I don't, but again, I, I, I still haven't seen Men in Tights. I never saw Dracula dead and loving it because, and I love Leslie Nielsen. You know, I was, I was into the police squad movies and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I don't know why. This but, is the movie I can't remember exactly where I first saw it. I, I feel like I might have seen it in the theaters as a 14-year-old. Yeah. I'm sure I saw Men in Tights and Dracula, like, on HBO or whatever right. movie, you know, sh- or channel was, yeah. the, whatever Tubi. it was. But, <laughs> but this is the one I can't remember exactly. Like, I, yeah. I feel like I saw it in the theater. I know I saw the later ones. Right. Not in the theater. All right. Um, well, Zach still hasn't joined us to get his thoughts, but we'll get him when he gets here. I, I, I want to uh, just say one more thing before we get to the drink of the director. It's yeah. it's the idea that you guys have all kind of hit on this, and we were talking about like with our wives a little bit later or, or a little bit earlier and stuff. It's like the idea that I can't understand like how somebody doesn't think this style of humor is funny. Like it's to me, it's it's really like it, it confuses me. I'm like, if somebody doesn't think like just objectively space balls, like the, the at least a few jokes are funny. I'm like, and if they're just like, no, this is stupid. I'm like. I don't understand that. It, it really confuses me. Right. I don't know if it makes me a bad person, but I will judge the fuck out of you. If you like watch Spaceballs <laughs> and you're like, this is stupid or this is base or this is whatever, yeah. like, I'm going to be like, well, show me what you think is funny because if you don't think this is funny, what the fuck is going on with you? Like, you've got your own issues going on. I want to know what makes you laugh because this is funny. What yeah, is, is your expert highbrow comedy that I need to <laughs> right, exactly. like, investigate? That's that's my thing, and I and it's uh, sometimes I do get a little uh, uh, anti elitist or wait, am I am I elitist if I don't like rich people or am I anti elitist? That's all semantics. You're anti elitist. Yeah, okay. Elitist so. to the rich people, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Anyway, so yeah, my my point is like if if you think that there's something like oh this is like below you. I'm sorry, I can't hang. Right. We cannot be friends. I like, mean, it just doesn't yeah, work. Yeah, if, if you can, at least find it humorous. Okay, maybe you're not laughing out loud, but you can at least go, oh, okay, I can see why that's funny. I mean, you know, a line like, I'll bet she gives great helmet. I mean, that, <laughs> that's just fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, God, that line, oh, it got me. It gets me every time, and I knew it was coming. <laughs> I was ready for it. <laughs> I bet she gives great helmet. So good. Oh. Um, so, yeah, um, let's move on to... Uh, Drinking with Mel Brooks and probably kill him because he's too old to drink. <laughs> Jesus. Pull up a chair and grab yourself a drink. We'll hypothesize what directors think. Maybe sometimes get a guess. Makes us look good. Let's drink, laugh, and pretend we know what we're doing. Drinking with the director brought to you by Last Call. Before we get into drinking with the director, let's do a little house cleaning, as they say. We are a part of the Deluxe Edition Network, which is a, a great, like, it's, we were talking about this um, on the chat the other day. We have a, a group of all the different podcasters, and, and it's, it's, we're trying to make a little family here. You know, we're supporting each other, and what it is, it's <clears throat> independent podcasters just trying to spread the word about each other and help each other out. And um, not just across the nation, across the world. The world. We have 3% of our listeners are in Australia. 
Well, yeah. Three, three I mean, percent. we do, but I'm saying like the you got Deluxe Edition Network podcasts from all over the place. That's right, because we have Australian podcasts and and can, I think some Canadian podcasts. Uh, no, we do. We have one Australian podcast, I believe. Yeah, uh, go, um, Growing Up Bananas. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yep. Uh, yeah, we had another one, but they're no longer with us. Yeah. So we won't talk about that. That sucks. Um, anyway, so um, and every month there's a podcast of the month, and this month month munch munch. This March is March, and we're not going to promo the podcast of the month because we are the podcast of the month. And if you already are listening to this, then you're already listening to the pod of the month. Yeah, you're listening to the Deluxe Edition Network pod of the month, folks. This is us. <sighs> Feels nice. Yeah. You know, and, and it's kind of nice. I was kind of cruising around, checking out some of the other podcasts on the network and, and uh, you know, hearing them kind of give us a little love and we appreciate that and Dude, um, within this first week, I've already bought two new cars. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, we're just rolling in it. That's um, pretty awesome. But also, something's kind of exciting. Um, we have the first annual The Denny's Award, which so Den, D-E-N, Deluxe Edition Network, Knees, and we pretty much stole the logo from Denny's, <clears throat> yeah. added the Den logo to the front. Well, we didn't. <laughs> Somebody did. So yeah, um, if you go to uh, deluxeeditionnetwork.com and you go up to the to the top of the screen, there's a little scroll down there. You hit the Denny's, and you can click on that, and you can vote for podcast of the year. And so Casey, who's uh, head of the the network, he bought an awesome uh, WWE style championship, championship mm-hmm. belt. belt. I love it. And it's got these little engraved things we're going to put on there, and so uh, you can vote. I think he says once a day, but I've gone on there and I think you can, like, I clicked it once just to see, voted <clears throat> and went on again. And so I don't know if it doesn't count if you do it twice in a row, but hey, we're. Well, BVK listeners, what I'll tell you is you go out there and you vote on every single device you have. We all have lots yep. of devices now. You can access the internet on multiple times. So you go ahead and we're going to put that link on our socials. You get out there and vote once a day on each of your devices. We need that strap. I mean, we're going to go ahead and, and pose for a nice picture if we get that that championship belt. Mm-hmm. You know, you listen to us. You like us. Just mm-hmm. help us out. We'd like to get a little, you know, reward for our efforts that we've been putting in here for 100 and plus episodes. Yep. And we would like a championship belt, and it's going to be up to you all out there to help us get that. And something else that's on there is it's kind of a <clears throat> they're going to have like an Oscar style show. And there's a bunch of different categories. Each podcast um, submitted a category, various things kind of based on their podcast or whatever. And so you can vote on that as well. And the announcers will be, the winners will be announced on uh, a, like an awards show with the podcast of the year. And we have a category. And what we did was we just took the uh, best stoner or most memorable stoner draft and took our first round. So each one of us had a, had a pick in the first round. And those are the choices for most memorable stoner and so it's most memorable movie stoner movie stoner yeah and so it's going to be a little bit of a competition with us to see if the people agree with who drafted what in that first round so go on there check that out and at the very least vote for pot of the year and then for our stoner draft yeah that's what we need and and then just continue doing that each day like just a robot yeah. You know, put it into your AI programming and just make sure you do that each time. You wake up in the morning, you get your coffee, and you vote for BBK. I wonder if you could tell ChatGPT to, like, vote every day. 
I, we probably f- we'll look into well, it. Yeah, we'll, I'm, we'll, I'm pretty we'll close to that. ChatGPT at this point. I know. I mean, we're like best friends at this point. So. <laughs> I might give you a strategy of how to make that. Call your sketchy friend that has a zombie bot network of computers. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, vote as many times as you can. BVK, we would appreciate it. Uh, we don't ask too much from y'all, and we would appreciate it if you guys help us yeah. out. So check our links on the socials because that's where you're going to get the access to the Denny's Awards. Yeah, and then and while you're there, hey, maybe check out some other podcasts. we got all kinds of different categories. we got uh, movie podcasts, interview podcasts, true crime, history, all kinds of great stuff to check sports. out. Sports. So, so, yeah, sports, um, everything. So uh, And support it. You know, it's like, you know, eat local, shop local, pod local. Oh, look at you. Hey, I think I just came up with a new slogan. Why are you wearing a shirt that says that exact same thing? That's terrible. Actually, I'm wearing Spaceballs t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Some illegal merch here. Just, you know, illegal merch in the house. So uh, getting back into... Uh, I'm contacting Mel Brooks tonight. I know. Oh, no, he's ass. not the one that wants to know. I know. We'll get into that later. So we are going to be drinking with Mel Brooks himself, the legend, absolute legendary screenwriter, producer, director, actor. Um, this guy's just multi-talented. Um, I would just... You know, you always have, you always get that question. It's like, if you could have dinner with one person, he would be high on my list. Mm. You know, just how fun would that be? Just all the stories, all the people he knows. Um, Plus, you could eat his dinner because, like, you probably can't. Eat his <laughs> at this point. Well, you'd have to have dinner at like three <laughs> thirty. <sighs> well, I'm drinking my dinner now. And speaking of that, I, w- I would ask everybody what they're drinking, but I think we're all drinking the same thing. I believe it. We can we can all yeah. raise a, a glass. Raise in a the glass there because we are all drinking. BVK IPA director's cut right out of the keg, out of the out, out of the old uh, kegerator. This is very special too because there's not a whole lot left, folks. It is it is, so it is yummy. yeah. Do they have any cans left down at last? Call? There's there's like I think a couple cases at the most. Okay, yeah. Drink them if you got them. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Or drink them and then sell them later. You know, because I mean, Jesus, it's gonna be worth something. There's definitely some people that I know would buy. Um, how many cases has uh, was it Joaquin? Joaquin has bought. I think he's. I think he's up to seven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Joaquin, a yes. big supporter. I mean, I don't know if he likes us or just likes the beer. I mean, it's it's it's. Uh, I think a little bit of a combo. So okay, but well, but definitely loves the beer for sure. Yeah. Either way, he's supporting us, supporting our sponsor, Last Call. Um, yeah, if you're ever in the Oakdale area, go down to Last Call, get yourself a beer, get yourself a four-pack of uh, BVK IPA Director's Cut. So, Mel Brooks, this guy, his career, so many of these movies have just made me laugh so hard over the years. I mean, like I mentioned, Blazing Saddles is just one of my all-time favorites. Um, he's married to Anne Bancroft, the legendary um, actress, the Mrs. Robinson from The Graduate. Um, she said, so that's just the Hollywood power couple right there. And, um, just a very, very interesting guy. I, I listened to an audiobook of his that was really, really, really good. Really kind of cool to hear his whole story. Um, definitely recommend that if you get a chance, if you, if you're an audiobook listener, check out his, uh, audiobook that came out recently. Um, so do we have anything we want to ask Mr. Brooks? Brett? So, so my big thing is going to be just the process. I mean, of course, as, he gets all the accolades. Mel Brooks. Everybody. I mean, when you think of these movies, you think of Mel Brooks. And it's like writing teams, 
how many people is he is, was he close with was it just like did he have final say and like had a team of writers and was like i get final say or i'll, I'll kind of spice up your jokes or or was it just like a lot i mean there's probably been some documentaries about how he does this process right. but i've never looked into them because that's just i don't do a lot of research yeah so so from the book and it was a while ago that i listened to it <clears throat> i don't exactly remember but it was he was very much about collaboration he was a team player and he was always first to listen i worked on this with this guy this guy this guy he had a you know a bunch of key riders early on and so and i know blazing saddles had had a team of, uh, of riders and i know richard pryor was 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 one of the riders on, on that movie um but yeah as far as i know um it's not hey thanks a lot for submitting that you know but let's do it my way or whatever he's always about everybody else makes him funny Let's work together and figure it out and make the funniest thing possible. So, Governor, you got any questions for him? <clears throat> yeah, so I, I think being a big Star Wars fan, my, my questions would all be very related to conversations with George Lucas. Like, I want to know, hey, can you, like, I've heard the stories, I've read the stories that there were communications back and forth and, right. and restrictions and rules. Can you recount any live conversations you had with him and, were, were the merchandising and the, the product gags and the placements and, and the, the lack of their ability to make toys or do any of that? Right. Is that something Lucas knew ahead of time or did you come up with that after? Because like, I, I was making a big career decision the other day. And my wife was telling me about, she just read how, you know, she goes, well, what do you think Arnold Schwarzenegger's biggest movie was? And I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it has to be one of the action ones. And she goes, no, it was Twins. And they gambled on themselves, and they had a back-end percentage that they would share based on the, right. the profits. And she goes, the, the other funny one that she knew I would enjoy is George Lucas said, I'll take a salary of 150000 for for Star Wars, the, the episode four, and I want rights to the toys. And they're like, toys, go ahead, take it. And that paid off hugely. And that's right. <laughs> kind of the gag here where he said, hey, you can make this movie. I read the script. I love it. He let ILM, you know, like do stuff for it, and we'll get into that didn't do more a later. Job. No, I think <laughs> some of it the was C rad. team on that one. <laughs> but but at the time, and and I thought, man, the the fact that they 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 had the gag about the toys and the the merchandising and, and went right. overboard with it, and all the placement throughout the movie, and you know, referenced by the shirt you're wearing right now. I want I want to hear the stories. Like, right. tell me the conversations you had. With George Lucas, and and was he in on? Well, ultimately, how much of it was after the conversations they made the gags? Well, ultimately, wasn't. I mean, what I read was that he said, "I will give you all access to Star Wars. That's mm -hmm. fine, but you cannot sell anything after the movie. You cannot sell any merchandise from Spaceballs." Yeah, yeah I I only heard that they couldn't make action figures. I thought it was just all, action figures. I thought it was, I I thought it was, it was all merchandise. merchandise. Maybe yeah. So yeah, maybe that what I read wasn't. Because merchandising is where he well they basically mm -hmm. said the fact that he kept the toy rights and the merchandising rights are are the biggest part of why he had infinite money infinite funding well yeah mm -hmm. to do whatever he wanted with it yeah later. but before that, the Disney buyout but apparently after the movie came out George Lucas said he almost hurt himself laughing so hard he loved it well they were overwhelmed with demand right. So I, oh, wait, I, you're talking about Lucas's after watching Spaceballs? after watching Spaceballs. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, he apparently he loved it. So so what I read was like he basically said it's hilarious. It's dangerous because it's so funny. Like I'm gonna hurt myself right. laughing. Right. But the other part was he said apparently 
if you would have taken all the jokes out, this would have been a great adventure movie. I, that's kind of a, <laughs> to me, that's a fucking reach. Let's yeah, be real. yeah. <laughs> very, very much. I mean, oh, uh, that apparently kind Brooks of... was flattered. I'm like, nah, that, let's be fucking real here. Wow. I mean, was that a humble brag? He's like, is it kind of a similar <laughs> yeah, he's story? He's trying to pump up his own Maybe, story. Yeah. He's like, my story's similar, and my story was great. What a great story. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, ass, Lucas. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. I, I'd be curious. My, one of the biggest things I'd want to know is what, if I could talk to him right now, like what are his views and his thoughts on cancel culture and, yeah. and jokes and yeah. because he's pushed the boundaries so much. And I know he's probably caught in a lot, a lot of heat from Blazing Saddles because mm-hmm. if you haven't seen Blazing Saddles, the N-word is <laughs> all over that movie. But the point is, the people using that word are morons. They're the it's very satirical. The like, it's, it's not it's, such a yeah, license to yeah. do it. And so, um, but in today's age, which really sucks, which, which again, I chickened out on wanting to do this movie, uh, uh, doing Blazing Saddles, because, fuck, I mean, we don't have much to cancel, but yeah, I lo- love <laughs> doing this show. Um, and it's just... People just want to find something to, and I guess they can find something about this movie, about Spaceball. We said balls too much, and they're going to fucking cancel me or something. <laughs> but I don't know. So I, I would just want to get his point of view on, on whether or not he thinks that, you know, comedy is kind of done, or is it going to come back? Because that's what a lot of people say. It's like, at some point, it's going to re- reach a point where it's going to kind of come back around. But what are his point? What's his views on that? I mean, I don't know. It's like, I, I think... I see what you're saying with, with cancel culture. I mean, there's there's definitely things that go too far, and it's just like, whoa, like, nobody is insulting certain groups when they when they do comedy. Like, a lot of times comedy, and that's the whole punching down versus punching up, and I think that's what become has become the big idea is that if you're punching up, it's okay. If you're punching down, that's not okay. And so it's, it's depending on, like, the perspective of, of who's actually providing the comedy. And, right. And I think Mel Brooks was kind of a, a punching up guy. He was constantly just like, just like, I'm look, I'm a small Jewish guy, and I'm gonna just sit there and, and just talk shit about everybody because, I mean, look, <laughs> this is who I am, and that's what I do. And right. like, it was just kind of he's gonna get away with it. Um, I don't know. I, I I don't know where to think. Like, I don't think Spaceballs watching it. Like, I don't think you could show it to somebody now. I'm like to be like upset about it. Like, Spaceballs. I'd, fine. I'd be interesting to find like what would people have any problems with. Um, you mean Blazing Saddles or Spaceballs? No, Spaceballs. Oh, Spaceballs but yeah. but I mean Blazing Saddles. If you if you don't think about it, you could get upset. I mean, if you just heard like, and and, and I'll bring this up that that there was a a, a supercut of Joe Rogan using the N word, right? And he has referenced it in many times in stories that he's told. It's never him using it as like I'm calling somebody that or like right. So he has used it, and but he's not afraid to say it in the sense like so he's he's gonna say it, but it's always in, in as, as he's telling a story. But somebody took the numerous times that he's done that right. and said, "Look at this white dude How saying many times he's the said- N word," right? And and it pissed me off because like I'm I mean I know that comedians can be I mean crazy sometimes. I've seen some mm-hmm. wild comedians that have said some shit. I'm like, holy fuck, why <laughs> why would you say that? But at the same time, it's like Joe Rogan is just usually telling a story. I don't think he has any ill intent behind it. Right. But now that he's kind of a target for uh, for certain groups, it's like, 
you cut that together and it pisses me off that like, look, this is just taking everything out of context. I'm a context guy. Like I need context. If you're going to say I'm upset by this, I need context. Like, I mean, tell me, okay, what's the situation here so I can understand why this is important to you or why this concerns you or why this uh, offends you. Like I, I want context. And that's the thing is that I feel like people lack nowadays, but it's not necessarily that people lack it's that social media lacks. Cause you're going right. to see a, a headline on Twitter and you're going to read that headline and just get, Oh my God. And like outrage culture, blah, blah, blah. blah and people are just tweeting before they can even actually find out what was the context of this situation, right. what was actually going on. And, see, and that's what pisses me off. We mentioned it earlier. I, I just feel like he, he seems really thoughtful about what he does though. And right. like, I, I, I read things where he even said he wasn't sure a, as a Jewish person, did I make too many Jewish jokes? And they were not <laughs> over the top and it was not right. a flood or avalanche of these, you know, you, Oh, a Jewish princess is uh, <laughs> often a. Well, the, she doesn't. She doesn't look Jewish. The the nose joke. I mean, yeah. yeah, there's. So there's, there's there's small ones, and and he, even he was like, man, I, I don't know if I should have, done as much as that. And and I read that and thought, man, you did not even come close to crossing a line, even mm-hmm. through the 2023 lens. Right. I didn't. Right. So he seemed, to you know, there's silly stuff. There's there's goofy parody stuff, but. Even the things like like in Blazing Saddles, where it's 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 pretty, it put, puts pretty big focus on racism and and that that specific thing. Right. Like it it all felt thoughtful and it all felt like he had some some foresight. Like this is not going to be something that's only relevant to people right now. If you think about Blazing Saddles and and you really like pay attention, like you said earlier, Scotch, it's like there's definitely the one group that is the buffoons. They're the absurd like <laughs> totally. Re- and wait, was it Gov or did Scotch? I don't know. One of you said that, but it was like, yeah, there, there's definitely the guys that are made out in that movie to right. be, these are the dummies that we are laughing at yeah. well, and well, we're I mean, laughing with the other characters. That, well, and mm-hmm. I mean, just the whole joke of Blazing Saddles that with that town is they're all a bunch of inbred white people <laughs> because they're all, they're, everyone whose last name is Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> because, so, which is the joke. So they're all just a bunch of inbred, ignorant, racist white people. And yeah. you know they're they're funny or whatever, but they just they're stupid, and uh, it's just yeah, it's 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 a bummer because it's such a moral, it's a, such an important conversation to have. But we're in a fucking era where you can't have fucking conversations anymore. You can't talk about things anymore. It seems like the, the if, right if you find the right people, you can right. Exactly. I mean, I'm thing. just saying as a whole with social media and everything like that. It's like the minute you have an opinion on something, you're instantly branded into something evil. Instead of just talking about it and figuring it out, and uh, it's just it's it's a bummer. But right? even comedy, like stand-up comedy, is so scrutinized right now. Oh yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe satire and parody is the last media, last medium that you can yeah. really bring it out. Maybe that's part of Mel Brooks's greatness. I saw an article today talking about Chris Rock just had his little special come out. Oh yeah. It's the first time he's really kind of addressed and uh, the whole uh, Will Smith thing and. <laughs> I guess he, he makes he's talking about uh, selective outrage and, and he's talking about Michael Jackson and R. Kelly like yeah. everybody like wants to shit on R. Kelly he's like but Michael Jackson gets a pass and he's just talking about like maybe it's because one guy's songs are better than the other right. like, and he's like going off about that but then I guess a relative of Michael Jackson like called him out on social media and was like of course. look you're making fun of my uncle and I can't let this stand blah 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 and it's like he's making fun of this guy that I mean it seems like by most accounts had some very inappropriate relationships with young kids. Right. 
And yeah, maybe we shouldn't be defending that guy. Like you don't necessarily need anybody to stand up and say like, oh, I need to stand up for Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. How many years till we can really separate the art from the artist and just say, you know what? It's I'm just, I'm, I'm just going to not worry about just a joke. one or the other. Yeah. Or the, the joke from the comedian. Right. Yeah. You know, the song from the singer. I don't know. It's tough. It yeah, it's weird. weird. I feel like we're on, we're, we're still approaching a high peak of the pendulum swing. Well, fair, we come fair, back the other way. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I was thinking about that. I mean, the fact that the principal, I mean, convicted <laughs> sex offender. It's like, now it's like watching him. His performance is outstanding well, in that movie. He's even so ben fucking Stein funny. Even Ben Stein is getting drug right now all over the place. Well, I didn't hear about this. Hey, okay, so you know Ben Stein. You I know, know who he is, yeah. But now he's g- coming on social media and, and making all these like, Oh, I missed the the days when you had an old black woman on your syrup, uh, Jemima. And, and, and oh. <laughs> so, so no, that's not the worst of him. But he he's like, I'm coming out on social media and going out of my way to tell everyone what I think. And he is in the middle of backlash from different sides. So you, it's hard. Like if you're going to put yourself out there in any way right now. Which, which is exactly why. Two I, sides are going to have it out over you. I have never once had an opinion on any political <laughs> political social any issue i've never put a, a one of my thoughts on facebook i've never yeah, posted no. about it i've never commented about it because i can't win there's only bad things we were talking about it tonight with posting stuff about animals i, I was trying to help a friend find a home for a stray dog and fucking i got backlash because <laughs> apparently it's a fucking felony to find a home for a stray dog if you haven't tried to find a home for it you know, the owner that, of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I need to, the owner. Yeah, yeah. I, so, and you have to hold on to it for a month, or take it to the shelter. Well, the shelters aren't taking dogs around here; they're full up. You can't even get an appointment for a month or two months. And so it's like, and they're calling me, saying I'm a felon, and I didn't even have the dog. <laughs> so people are gonna find something to get fucking pissed yeah. about. Yeah, which is sad because that's gonna make people not want to create and 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 not be funny and not make jokes anymore there's and there's a, a funny uh instagram video i've seen recently where it's i don't know if it's from tiktok or whatever it's from, it's from the social medias i'll just say that in general um and it's like this woman and she says watching rookies post on the uh the mother forums or something like that basically it's like some mother who's like new mom posting about like oh this is what i'm doing with my child and she's like oh she's gonna get destroyed and it's like <laughs> all of you saying do you not care about your baby why would you let your baby sleep right there blah 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 blah. and it's like all these people just going off on her oh like just because of like some like little like hey you know what my i i, I made this little blankie for my baby and blah 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 right, and, it's, it's and, yeah. and she's so good like it just people oh my god that, that could kill the baby like you don't care about your baby and like it's just that type of thing right now is just outrage culture is wild i I, see i I don't think it's so much of a cancel culture i just think more of outrage it's like right react before you think and that's just that's a problem man i I have a problem with that the smart people are quiet right yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, yeah and so the the smart ideas aren't getting out there yeah there's there's people that don't have anything going on. They're fucking bored at home. They're surfing the internet all day or whatever. And then you start getting on these forums and, you know, then the people that know better don't say anything. Right. So then all the idiots, you know, they get, they have a voice. They have well, a voice. Yeah. I mean, and then the other idiots join them and then they feel power. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're getting a little off task here, but, <laughs> but, but, I, I, but it's truth. And, and comedy is, is rooted in that. And it's funny that comedy kind of becomes the forefront of, 
I mean, South Park, I, I actually, <laughs> I had a, 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 a student say South Park's their favorite TV show just recently. And I, it was, it was funny to me cause I was thinking, Oh my God, I was in high school when the first, like, it was like the bootleg Christmas special that yeah. came out <laughs> yep. online nice, and it yeah. was just F words and so just vulgar. And was, I, was that Santa and, and, and Jesus? That's the Santa and Jesus. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. the, Santa, the Santa Christmas special or whatever. And that was so wild. And I was like, oh my Lord, that I was in high school. And now there's like, yeah. kids today still enjoying South Park humor, even though South Park has, has tried to push the boundaries. I mean, consistently tried. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Successfully done so. And, and again, and that same kind of Mel Brooks style of like, we're going to just take swings at everybody and, and just that's the way we're going to do it. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm very curious to watch more of this history of the world part two, um, to see, cause they've, they've, they've already had some jokes that are pushing some things. And uh, okay. again, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything cause the things I remember were actually funny and I don't want to spoil it, but there's definitely the, the very last skit you're sitting there going, Oh shit. <laughs> they went there. I, I, I got to check it out. Yeah. It, definitely. It's, 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 it's worth a watch. So anyway, um, any other questions for Mr. Brooks before we send him to bed with some, he already went to bed Pedialyte. Like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> he, he politely walked himself out and went to bed. <laughs> I think okay. He was, I think I remember he was in the Battle of the Bulge. Was that? Yeah, that is actually there is a crazy story. Um, yeah, he he literally was in World War II, Battle of the Bulge, and there's a story that I I'm gonna I, I won't even tell it, but I heard it on um, oh Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe has has a, has a, a really interesting podcast. It, it, you know, he tells these stories and whatever, and some story about him climbing some tower on the front lines and playing music or something at the enemy. Like he kept playing like some annoying music or something like that is all his idea or something like that. So yeah, there's some crazy stories about him, but yeah, he was in world war two. So that tells you how old. Yeah. 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 He should be sleeping. (laughs) Okay. We'll be right back in a little bit with some shack snack. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Tawny Ray. And I'm Felicia Connor. And we are Two Chicks in a Horror Flick, a weekly horror movie review podcast. We are two horror-addicted best buds sharing our unedited, comical, no-bullshit opinions on the horror flicks we love and hate. And you can always expect some interesting movie trivia. We cuss a bunch, spoil the shit out of some movies, and drink a little whiskey. You can find us on every social media platform and listen to us on your favorite podcatcher by searching Two Chicks in a Horror Flick. And remember, no nightmares. This episode of Best Video Kingdom is brought to you by Spaceballs, the energy drink. Introducing the newest addition to your collection of useless space junk, Spaceballs, the energy drink. Are you tired of flying at the speed of light but still not reaching your destination fast enough? Do you wish you could break the space-time continuum with ease? Are you all out of liquid Schwartz and yogurt is nowhere to be found? Look no further. 
Spaceballs, the energy drink, is made with a top-secret blend of plaid-flavored ingredients that will have you burning through the galaxy like a space Ferrari. <laughs> with just one sip, you'll leave your friends, foes, and assorted assholes behind in a trail of stardust while feeling like you've been hit with a fresh dose of the Schwartz. So grab your can of Spaceballs, the energy drink, today and blast off into a whole new level of ludicrousness. Nice, dude. You got, you got a lot of little references in there. You got the plaid, mm -hmm. you got the assholes. Yeah, you know. Well done, buddy. I'm a reference machine. Is it a one-night stand or do you slap them at the Oscars or take them home to mom and dad? It's like fuck, marry, or kill. It's Shag Snack Body Bag. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Very topically topical. <laughs> What's going to be wild is if somebody else got slapped at the Oscars. Like, I mean, this episode comes out right after the Oscars came out. So I'm just, if somebody actually got slapped again, that would be terrible. That was, that was the craziest Dude, moment be, ever. Would it be terrible? It would be amazing. Have you guys, have you guys watched any of the new kid, uh, Chris Rock stand-up that's, uh, that's come <laughs> out? He, he just released one. Dude, oh yeah, he yeah. goes so hard on Will Smith and Jada Pinkett. It's <laughs> fucking insane. Yeah, man, it's it's pretty it's pretty brutal. Um, so yeah, oh, I've, if anybody's hearing that voice, we have a new member uh, for the evening. Zach is joining us. Where are you at, buddy? I am here. I am in Louisville, Kentucky, sitting in a hotel room, just uh, jonesing to get back on the VBT or VPT, <laughs> VPK. <laughs> Yeah. You did mention you'd had a few margaritas. So, uh, oh boy, my boy, god! Boy. Yeah, we 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 said we said. I just say earlier today, I uh, I had lunch and I made the decision in Ohio to have tacos for lunch, and it was the worst decision that I've had in a long time. Because, uh, in case you haven't noticed, I, I I didn't see one Hispanic person in the entire state of Ohio <laughs> for three days, and then I decided I'll have tacos for lunch, and it was a bad decision, but. <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky, <laughs> delicious Mexican food. I just had some great Mexican food, so I'm ready. I love some it. good margaritas. I'm ready to. I'm ready to BBK all evening. <laughs> Let's <laughs> do this buddy. shit. Let's do this. Well, shit. so as you heard from our uh, intro, we are doing shag snag body bags. So what are we going to, uh, you know, just rail nice and hard? What are we going to take home to mom and dad? And then what are we going to just get the hell out of here? So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, have Bradley start us off. Yo, so I am going to shag, <laughs> and this is something that just made me, this is completely nostalgic, because it's the scene that I think I used to, like, giggle about and laugh about the most when I was a kid, is the stunt double scene. Like, when <laughs> they capture the stunt doubles and just how cocky the dude is that's caught yeah. him, and then they turn around and you're just not expecting it. You're like, oh, shit, they've been captured. What's going to happen? And then it's just the, the dude with the beard and, like, <laughs> well, well, why, 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 does the, why does the double for, for Princess Vespa have a Hitler mustache? <laughs> I mean, was that really necessary? I, I, I don't know what's going on there, but it's just a little wild. And, and it, I, I just, that is, like, an uproarious scene for me. Yeah. I, I love the stunt double scene so much. So that's my shag. Uh, if I was actually, I meant to ask before we got into it. So I'll go, I'll go to Zach next, but first of all, you weren't here for the for beginning of the show. Zach, I wanted to get your just top line overall thoughts, and then you'd mentioned that you actually saw it with your family, but had you seen this movie before? Is this one of your movies from your childhood? So, so yeah, so I'd definitely seen it before, and uh, I actually watched this as a, as a young man and really liked it, although it's funny to watch stuff as a grown-up because there's so many jokes that I didn't get that I was like, okay, whatever. And then I watch it now and I'm like, oh my God, this is like 
ridiculous. And I watched it with my whole family, my my 12, 10 and six year old kids and my wife. And uh, there was a lot of jokes that flew right over their heads. And yeah. they thought, but dude, they like my boys thought it was the funniest shit ever. Like the the Darth Vader just grabbing people's balls, and then every time after that, people just covering their balls. Every time he would get he would get upset. Using the was shit, just yeah. so fucking great, dude. So great. And then the movie ends, and my boys are walking out of the room, and I hear my youngest son go, "I see your Schwartz is as big as mine." <laughs> Oh, this is perfect. Oh, that's so, amazing. Yeah, so it, it landed it landed really good. The scene they probably laughed the hardest at was the, the, the ball crushing scene and the scene where Princess Leia is or Princess Vespa that's is in the Vespa. thing and the girls talk she's talking to her and she can't uh she can't hear her and then she takes the uh princess leia headphones off yeah mm -hmm. and it's like uh <laughs> and it's headphones they were like oh my gosh that's so funny they thought that was absolutely hilarious so yeah. it was it was a big hit that's awesome yeah and there's definitely you're sitting there going okay please don't understand the line about uh, i bet she gives a great helmet please don't understand <laughs> please don't get it <laughs> <laughs> That uh, flew over their heads, but it, yeah. but it hit me right right in the feels. I was like, "Oh, this is great! I love this." <laughs> That's great. Uh, the scene where the guys underneath the underneath the covers and like uh, you know <laughs> just like feeling him feeling his way around, and the girls are just giggling, <laughs> and my kids are like, "What's what's going on? What's happening?" Which, which the guy that comes was... up, they're like, "Oh, he was." He was hiding under the covers. <laughs> That's exactly what he was doing. That was also product placement. It, it was labeled Spaceballs the Sheet. Yeah. I have never <laughs> noticed oh, that. Oh, there's oh, so shit. many things in it. There were uh, so many. Spaceballs the placemat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, saw, I remember <laughs> seeing that. I, I don't think I've ever noticed the sheet. That's great. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Okay, so uh, what are you going to shag from this movie, Zach? Dude, if I'm if I'm shagging and there's absolutely zero doubt about it, I gotta shag Rick Moranis. Oh, I mean, love it. My kids, my kids are like, that's the dad from Honey I Shrunk the Kids, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, it is the dad from Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and he's so funny, and his comic timing is just absolutely on point the whole movie, and he's just a little guy, and it yeah. just makes it so perfect, especially when he's first introduced, yeah. and you can't really get like a scale for him, and he's walking <laughs> down the aisle, and then all of a sudden he's just like a foot shorter than everybody else, and the, gla the glasses, and then and he's like he's he's having a hard time breathing, he's like flips it, yeah. I can't breathe in this damn thing. <laughs> my my favorite thing with Rick Moranis is when after he uh, the ludicrous speed speed, and he goes crashing into the thing, and then he <laughs> he pops back up, and he's all concussed, and he's just like. All right, well, we, we stopped. And they're like, yeah, we stopped. He's like, okay, we just maybe we should take a break. He's yeah. like, yeah, all right, well, smoke them if you got them. Like, just yeah, smoke them if you so, got them. So great, yeah. Uh, so literally, I had him written down as my shag as well. He's just one of those guys that just instantly makes me smile. There's just something about him. He's just, he's just. He's kind of like a little kryptonite. He's like, you see him, he's like, oh my God, he's funny. Ghostbusters, he was so good in that. And of course, Strange Brew, which uh, I know Bradley uh, will agree with me on that one. I've watched my VHS already like 17 yeah. times. Yeah. I, I've, I'm wearing the Spaceballs, gets... Spaceballs a t shirt tonight, but uh, I also have the uh, Rick Moranis, it's a jelly t shirt as well. <laughs> it's <so>. a jelly. <laughs> So he's just like he's in the entire movie of Strange Brew and just not funny at all. And in this one, he really gets to like <laughs> spread know. his comic so wings. Hard I disagree. disagree. He really stay really in Kentucky, asshole. His uh, comedic ability. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, shit. Uh, Governor, what, so, do you, what do you got over there, buddy? As a side note, earlier in the day when, when it was mentioned to me that this was the movie, and before I even knew I'd be filling in, your brother, Brad, I was letting him in the gate at work. And he said, are you Gozar? Are you the gatekeeper? And I was like, are it didn't even click to me later. I'm like, that's a Rick Moran. <laughs> that's Gozer, a Ghostbuster. Gozer, yeah. Yeah. Are you Gozer? The, are you yeah. the key master? Uh, the gate, yeah. He yeah. said something like, are you that the gate you're on the key master? Oh, wow. That's, see, that, that's, that's some weird like, so, coincidences. I, I know we talked about it already, but my shag, like I, I had a list just in case you guys picked stuff I didn't, or, or uh, before I did. To me, I, Mel Brooks so good. Like to me, my shag is, this is another in a line of films that mostly holds up, even in cancel culture. Like, the fact that it, it does, it just still does it. Like, that's my that's my shag. Yeah, it's so, uh, yeah, it, it definitely. There's I'm not defi- married to it. But there's I definitely love some it. some some dated stuff for sure. We talked yeah. about it a little bit earlier, but for the most part, it's still. Like of, I said, I laughed out loud a lot of times. But a lot of ham-handed, like the basic jokes that are. It's the same level of comedy no matter what year it is. Right. And like, I'm and I'm the guy that's gonna find that funny. Like Zach mentioned not. the the headphones. I mean, that's such a simple yeah. joke, but it's yeah. so hilarious. Like yeah. when you just think about it, it's like, Oh, she's got the princess Leia hair. Oh no, she, that's just her yeah, headphones. Just her headphones. <laughs> that's so such stupid. a great gag. Great gag. Love it. Okay, um, let's let's move on to uh, snag. Uh, Zach, why don't you start us off with that? Dude, if 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 I'm snagging something from this movie, it is gonna have to be princess vespa as just like the most angry but at the same time just like super beautiful like i don't know what else daphne zuniga has done or Mel- did Mel- do melrose place. melrose place was her big thing. tv stuff and there's mm-hmm. is that what she was on yeah i remember her from a movie uh from the early 80s uh the, the sure thing uh, Rob, yeah. Rob Reiner directed, okay. and yeah. so she was like the main. Her and John Cusack were on a road trip across the country, and she was really, really great in that. She's you know the the girl that you that they don't get along the whole time, and then of course at the end they fall in love. Spoiler alert! Rob Reiner's father, Carl Reiner, was a friend and co-writer with Mel Brooks. Ah. We have to have the Carl Reiner connection. Well, I, Carl Reiner. Yeah, we've, we've talked about just, Carl Reiner. Who the, fuck, who the fuck is Carl Reiner? <laughs> I felt like I felt like she was just like absolute dynamite from the very first second that she's on the screen, and just I I, I loved her. I loved her the whole way through. Her story arc was very obvious from the beginning, but was great. Uh, and her kind of like the contrast of her character to the. Uh, Bill Pullman, the uh, the Bill Pullman guy who was like, I really I don't know if we talked about this, but like Bill Pullman was phoning this shit in. Like, I don't oh, know. Just, just was... wait. We, we, we can we can cash in on that in just a second. Yeah. Give, okay. Give, because give man, me one category dude, and we'll Pullman, talk about it. <laughs> Bill Pullman was not spectacular in this. And just like I felt like she was giving 100 percent. He was like, I'm going to give this about 15 percent and cash my check and move on to uh, whatever the fuck else Bill Pullman does. So right. I don't know. I thought she was I thought she was really, really great. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I'll wait for Bill. I was going to say something about Bill Pullman. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, it sounds like it's coming. We'll, we'll, so we'll, we'll hold off on that. on that. Yeah. In just a second. Um, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump in on uh, my snag is going to be <laughs> Mel Brooks doing multiple characters. Mm-hmm. And I, I, it's something that he does in all his movies. You know, he's usually not a main character. Well, it depends on the movie. Like High Anxiety, he's like he's like the main guy, and then History of the World, he definitely has a couple running things. But 
I just love that he his his yogurt character was so great. It just uh, the makeup, he just looked awesome. Uh, his president President Scroob, which I didn't realize is an anagram of Brooks. Yeah, it's S S K R O O B. It's President Scroob. Um, yeah, so I just I don't. He's he's again. He's one of those guys that just makes me laugh every time I see him, and I love him. So President Scrooge is gold in this movie constantly. Like yeah. yogurt, yogurt is just kind of like okay, it's all right, but, right. But President Scrooge, oh my god, he's got so many good lines. Like so many just good reactions. It's like one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> the same as my luggage. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't anyone tell me my ass is this big? <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, my my snag here is. Um, <laughs> And you know this is this this brings two loves together for me. But the hello my baby, hello my darling, hello my ragtime gal, that whole that song scene killed my kids. They <laughs> fucking loved that. The, the my son's like, is this alien? Are you an alien? As soon as he gets the little top hat and puts it on with that little smile, like yeah. you just know shit's weird. And and that goes back to a Looney Tunes. Uh, uh, it was the. Um, Mr. S- what was his name? Mr. Uh, Michigan J. Frog yeah. was the, right. the the original Looney Tunes cartoon where like the the same thing happens. Like, like this guy has this frog that won't perform, and then when it gets whenever he's not looking, it gets on like the dining room table and does when the no whole one else thing. Is there, song. Yeah. yeah, and the, the the hello my baby hello that's such a great song, and yeah, that's my and, and, and of course I love it. Zach's boys are like, is this aliens? <laughs> Your kids have seen aliens, and that's just. Disturbing. They have. <laughs> they, were just, they were immediately like, "Oh my gosh, they're doing Alien! I thought they were some Star Wars. They're doing Alien!" And but, they, and you know that's the the guy from Alien, like literally the guy that was right, there. Yeah, right there. So great. That leads okay. in directly to my snack, okay. which is the obvious and subtle references to so many films in this. Like I know right. it's a parody, and it's supposed to be, you know, Mel Brooks is going to conquer the sci-fi, you know, genre. But just so many, and they even branch off to weird stuff. They go to Wizards of Oz, they go to so many things. But the stuff I, I recognized immediately, but then I I saw later when I looked stuff up, I'm like, holy shit, the, the scene where you look at the, the, the diner before the, the John Hurt alien scene, like they got permission from George Lucas to do all this stuff. The Millennium Falcon is on the deck. It's a very short scene. You just see like from above, and there's like a couple of Winnebago ships, and and when they're about to show the diner scene with John the, Hurt, the Millennium, the Millennium Falcon, Falcon is on uh, the deck of that place. Oh my god! And there's just there's so many little things and subtle things, and all the product placement stuff we talked about, like like the, the the way George got money from that, and and his specific thing was you can do you can parody anything from my movies. My two things are you cannot make any products because that's how i bankrolled all this shit <laughs> and he said he don't dress up lone star as han solo well, so the right. best part so of they it made is him dress up like indiana jones and his name is lone star yeah. han solo he's lone so he still did kind of and he yeah. says the name. oh i'm not sure about my background i was born in the ford galaxy Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. <laughs> and then they even yeah. made a reference to like, whoa, what is it? And someone said, well, it looks like the Temple of Doom to me. You know, and you're like, okay, there's so many yeah. little references that you don't, that are not in your face and, and obvious and, and some background stuff. So for me, it was that. And, uh, and you know, you learned that Lucas was like, not only do I love it, uh, I'll, I will give my production company ILM, you know, for you to film some of this stuff. 
And they didn't do any of the intro ships, although it looked as good, at least as the 77 Dude. original Star Wars. But I was watching one scene last night late, and I went, the, it was one of the escape pods. The you know, escape leaving, pods. And I went, yeah. that looks exactly like the freaking pod from, and, and you come to find out he's, he gave them a scene, an unreleased scene yep. from the first scene. It was, oh, shit. It was okay. an actual scene. That was from actually something they had created for Star Wars that, that they ended uh, up using. Yeah, to and it was, balls. and I was like, damn, that's super close. That's awesome. No, it was exactly that. Yep. So, I'm, I, man, that blew me away. I loved it. Can we get to my body back? I'm excited. Uh, I was gonna go first, but I guess I'll let you go first. Cause my, actually, mine kind of. Let me go real quick. Sorry, because mine kind of piggies up backs off him because he's talking about okay. George Lucas, and I was gonna body bag the fact that fucking George Lucas, he, at this time, had enough fucking money, and to to be such a bitch and not let them make dolls and merchandise for this, I think. Is, and so I'm body bagging George Lucas <laughs> and companies like Disneyland who don't let people fucking use anything. Because <laughs> they don't have a fucking enough money, so oh no, you can't do that. It just it pisses me off. Well, the there is the funny reference when he says, uh, "Like when do we when do we wake up and or when do we get to Disneyland when the, the dinks yeah. are running around?" And then the, I mean, obviously now Star Wars is owned by Disney. It's a That's Disney right. property. So, <laughs> <laughs> yep. all right, Bradley, let's let's hear this body bag you're excited. I mean, about. it's just it's it's. You know what? We, we've we talked a lot about my boy, Bill Paxton, on this pod. Bill Paxton or Bill Pullman? We've, no, we've, <laughs> talked, we've talked a lot about Bill Paxton on this pod, and, and my boy, Bill Paxton, um, there's always been this like kind of confusion. They they play some of the same roles, and they kind of are in the same time period, and you people would confuse. Is that Bill Pullman or Bill Paxton? It was always the confusion. Okay. Well, Bill Pullman's in this movie, and he's just not great. Like like Zach already said earlier, the dude kind of phones it in. He just he, – he, he, like his comic timing is not great. It's okay no. at times. It's not good. And he just it's feels bad. like he like didn't know if this movie was going to be good or not, and so he just is kind of like just doing his thing. Or or if you're like me, you just Bill Pullman's not a good actor. Like even in Independence Day, like he That's has that big speech. Oh. He just is not a very good actor. Hard and man. I'm gonna go ahead and 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 my body bag should probably be for God because he took <laughs> Bill Paxton away from us and left us Bill Pullman. Fuck that. We need Bill Paxton back. You could have taken Bill Pullman. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. Quote me on that shit. Ugh. Brad, I Brad, I love everything that you're saying, except for the fact that you're clowning on the speech from Independence Day, right. which could possibly be oh. the most inspirational speech from any movie Draft of category. all time. I said the speech is okay, I mean, but other than that, he's pretty much terrible. I, I, I've never gotten goosebumps like bigger. Who's, who's in, we will that. not go quietly into the night. <laughs> I know it gets plays if, if yeah. a team's down late in the game. In the game they play that the baseball games, they played at basketball games, they played all sorts of shit. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Bill they, Pullman. They were so down. Nah. They were so down, Brad, that they let an obviously drunk Dennis Quaid or whatever. Ran, the Randy Quaid. Was. Randy Quaid. <laughs> Randy Quaid. They were like, "We'll let Cousin you Eddie. fly an airplane. Yeah, yeah. we'll let in. you fly an airplane into this shit. Like, <laughs> let's go. We're obviously we're we're fucking in the we're we're shooting from half court now." This is what we got to do. So a, qu a quick little thing about, about Bill Pullman. And, and so apparently Bell Brooks was trying to get a big actor in that role. He was Bill Paxton. And it, no, Bill Pullman. <laughs> no, he was trying to, he yeah, was trying he to get Bill Paxton. He didn't, no. he passed on, on Paxton. Oh, shit. Cause he was trying to get, and this is again, what I read on the internet, which who knows Tom Hanks and Tom Cruise. He was trying to get one of those guys. I'm going to circle back to that later. And, oh shit. Okay. And so then once John Candy, and Rick Moranis 
were on board. Once he had them, he's like, shit, doesn't, ma- doesn't matter who, Lo- who Lone Star is. Let's yeah. just get some nobody. He it literally said that it, 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 when I was reading. It's like, yeah, let's just get whoever. We got, I got the guys I want. I got John Candy. I got Rick Moranis. After that, who cares? Well, he found a nobody who just doesn't know how to act very well and, <laughs> and oh, has man, not been great harsh. in anything. I'm sorry. Uh, I've never been a fan of Bill, Bill Pullman. I'm just I, nothing he does excites me ever. I, Harry Met Sally. I haven't seen that movie. Oh, oh shit! Jeez. Okay, he's good. He's good. Oh, we might be doing that pod very soon. So <laughs> yeah, we I'm yeah we'll, on that one. Well, I, Nate would slap you right now if he was. I I, I will not have what you're having. Right now. <laughs> you don't know that reference. All right, Gov, what do you got? Oh geez, so I, I had a few. I have like at first I was. Uh, it's a very sentimental movie for me. It's old. I was a kid when I watched it. I struggled at first, and then I came up with three body bag ideas, and I'm like, well, Holy fuck, what oh, I shit. narrow it down to? I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to mention two. If, is that allowed? Can I mention two? If they're quick. Yeah. <laughs> okay, first one, Joan Rivers is underused, end of end of my body bag. But that, okay. I decided it's not enough. Okay. The, hey, Peach, Nate, no, don't, don't move on from that so quick, because yeah. you know what? She literally, they gave her nothing. Yeah. Like, yeah. she is yeah. like... I mean, speaking of AI from the last episode, like they could have given her C-3PO character like some sort of lines. Like C-3PO is significantly funnier in the Star Wars movies than Joan Rivers is in this oh, movie. Like yeah. they gave her nothing. That bothered me a little, and she's a big name. So uh, I, I did, I did love her line when she says, "That, that was my virgin alarm. It's programmed to go off before <laughs> you do." <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, so, but that's a small thing. So to me, like looking like. If a teacher tried to show this movie in the classroom because it's rated PG, you're fucked. Like, you're, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the language, yeah. like, and I know it's the 80s, you know, like, but to me. This is when they're still trying to figure out PG like, movies. Like, I means. love parodies and I love this, but to me, I, I just had a conflict with the fact that there seemed to be a lack of commitment. Is this a kid's movie? Is this adult humor? And I like stuff that have a little of both, but it just, it seemed to be non-committal to either side of that and they could have gone a little more over the top or they could have kept it more low-key but it got a pg rating yeah and there's f-bomb and there's yeah i, know, bullshit I don't think i'd ever caught the f-bomb before and I, and I caught it this time i was like oh, oh yeah like rick moranis straight up yeah, yeah throws it out there so so to <laughs> me it, it seemed weird and out of place and a lot of sexual innuendo yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. definitely a lot. so the, the, so it the, just Mel, Mel Brooks loves cleavage in, in, oh, his, yeah. in his films. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, the nurse with the, the, the little... So that, yeah. that, that's, his tail with, when it's going up the girl's skirt. Up, up her skirt. <laughs> that's Sorry, it's got redone. a mind of its own. <laughs> yeah. That has to be redone. Uh, okay. I love it. Uh, is that everybody? Uh, Zach, do you, you have a body bag? Yeah, I do. And, uh, you know, Nate's right. Like, they definitely, they definitely, like, some of the jokes that weren't telegraphed really hit. Like the headphone joke, I don't think you necessarily see coming, which hits hard. And then they like, there's like a five minute setup to the luggage joke where they're like, (laughs) everyone's counting down the numbers. Exactly. And you're like, oh, okay, well, they're going to cut in five seconds to them, obviously carrying all this girl's luggage. Right. And it's like that joke was so telegraphed. But really if i'm gonna go with a body bag from this movie it has to be and you said joan rivers like she was underutilized 
I completely agree. But if somebody was underutilized in this movie, it's John Candy. Mm-hmm. I don't think John Candy was used to his full extent. He's so funny. Right. And he's such a good, like, physical, funny actor. And I really felt like he was kind of understated the entire movie. Well, the, like, he didn't go he, ahead. I was going to say, they're just sitting in chairs so often. It's like they're just sitting in chairs most of He didn't I get know. to be, like, physical and, like, do actually a lot of Other stuff. Other than his tail. like Yeah, yeah or getting his foot, foot smashed by the statue um, and hopping around. and But, yeah, like... Half his jokes were about his name. Like, how, how many, yes. how many takes did they have to do when he perfectly smacked Pullman, like turning around with the tail? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. It was per- like, I, I watched him and I'm like, man, that's a perfect scene with every hit. Like, and, and you know, it's not CGI, like a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. I wonder how many takes. But it's de- definitely interesting that you make a good point, Zach. It's like, if he was like, according to Mel Brooks, and of course, I, you know, who the if it was right that what I read, like if that was a great prize of him to get him in this movie, it's like, you'd think he would use it totally. him more. Yeah. So if you were going to have this big named actor that was huge at the time, right. And you're just not going to have him have that many jokes. I mean, he did a lot of straight man stuff, really. He was yeah. just kind of like, Oh yeah. Like kind of moving the plot, which is fine. But if you're going to have John Candy in your movie, let's give him some fucking funny lines. Let's uncle buck the shit out of this dude. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like I'm going to freaking, try and make him hilarious rick moranis in present screw but like i said i think they get the most like fun lines and silliness yeah like, it, it focuses on them and everybody else is kind of like let's move the plot along with a couple little little jokes here and there right. so but even colonel know. sanders had a few like but that's all related to but he wasn't that far helmet. off of candy to to right to yeah to zach's point though love it all right, all right. well let's move on to uh Alternating, alternate endings. I can't talk. No, how about streaming? How about that first? <laughs> Crackle, Pluto, HBO, Fine Anime, on Crunchyroll, Peacock, Hulu, Disney, Netflix, Disney, Sling TV, Showtime, Showtime, Fubo. What the fuck is Fubo? I'm sure it'll cause a sensation. It's a streaming recommendation. I, I just know your li- buttons aren't labeled. I was trying to fuck with you. Oh, so, I'm good at this shit. Yeah, uh-huh. I, I learned. I've been studying for the last like two weeks. <laughs> I went to I school. <laughs> All right, streaming recommendations. Who wants to go first? I, I've got one, and okay. and it's it's not a Mel Brooks, but it's definitely in the spoof uh, genre, and it's it's one that I, I I think a lot of folks probably never saw, and it's really. It's terrible at times, but it's also got some really, really, really funny moments, and that's Mafia, which is Jay Moore, and it's a it's a complete spoof. It's Christina Applegate, Jay Moore. It's a spoof on like all uh, Goodfellas, Casino, um, The Godfather. It's all the different mafia movies, and I mean, it was actually originally titled Jane Austen's Mafia, which is just trying to be stupid for stupid sake. Um, but it's it's silly. It's got a lot of really really funny moments like as much as some of it doesn't hit it's kind of like any mel brooks movie where mm-hmm. there's gonna be some stuff that hits hard and you're like oh my god that's some of the funniest stuff i've seen and then some of it's just really trash right. but well but, it's like a scary movies you know like same thing it's like there's some yeah, great yeah, shit, yeah. and then there's some really really dumb and stuff. and and you gotta sift through it and i think mafia is one worth sifting through because it's okay. got some some pretty fucking funny stuff so uh and that's on hoopla oh okay. hoopla you know everybody's got hoopla everybody's got hoopla yeah, I mean, it's just like, I mean, everybody, if, if you don't have Hoopla, what are you doing? So, yeah, check it out on Hoopla or pay three bucks on Amazon or whatever. Got it. I, I wanted to recommend, I still recommend it, but it's not streaming anywhere as, as Blazing Saddles. We talked about that. I mean, if... Not streaming anywhere? It's it's for rent. You can rent it, okay. rent it for, on Apple TV, but 
you know, it's it's streaming recommendations. We try to get you some free stuff. So is that is that a criteria? Because well, <laughs> no, it, no, not really. I okay. just but because I really I also wanted to because something actually did get released this week, and it has to do with the reason why I came up with this movie is because of uh, History of the World Part Two being released. They just and because I checked before they did History of the World Part Two, if History of the World Part One was anywhere, and it wasn't. But now that it's out, they re on Hulu. Both on That's Hulu. Good. They're yeah. both on Hulu. So check out History of the World Part One. It's just an amazing Mel Brooks. If you like Mel Brooks, you love this kind of comedy. It's so good. It's all over the place. Uh, Nate would hate it because there's musical numbers, um, but <laughs> no rom com element. I mean, if you want to see Mel Brooks dancing around during the Spanish Inquisition, uh. singing about the Inquisition, <laughs> and if that's funny to you, which is funny to me, <laughs> I laughed just thinking about it. <laughs> it's so good, and yeah, so that is on Hulu right now. And then, like I said, I've I've watched one episode of History of the World Part Two, and so far, I'm a lot more. I, I definitely have more hope than I did going into it. So, so far, it's actually pretty funny. So, check those out. Govs, what you got? So, I had a couple ideas. You and twos. What the fuck, man? <laughs> well, You're like two characters no, I, on this show. I went well you got to do them in different voices. So, I went well away. Yeah, don't, <laughs> don't, don't, don't fucking do that. Uh, wrong. That's the, uh, I, was, I was thinking about my other podcast. Uh, so... The, the the movie that I thought about but I haven't seen very often, I, I remember really liking it as a kid, was Ice Pirates, and it seemed very similar. But I, I didn't go rewatch it or anything. Have you guys even that, seen that? Oh, that's, yeah. I saw it when I was a kid. I have not. That's one I would. If I went back and watched it now, I'd probably be that like, Terry what Gilliam? the hell? I'm too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like, and Time Bandits kind of the same Oh, no, no. I'm so, no, no. Ice no, Pirates no. is not. Oh, is not no, I'm thinking time, of Time Bandits. Time Bandits yeah, is yeah, Terry yeah. Gilliam. Time Bandits is one yeah. of my favorite movies of all time. Okay. But but Ice Pirates, so uh, it was just too far from me. So I. I Sorry if it's lame, but there's a connection here. I my recommendation is, as a big Star Wars fan, go back and rewatch or re rewatch Rogue One on Disney Ooh, Plus oh, yeah, because to me it's not one of the major Star Wars movies. It's an amazing movie though. It's it's, it's so different than literally the, other the best Star Wars movie. Okay, so that's I, I like it's, your it's take my, on it's that. My number two list but, on but, my list. But here's here's the connection. I was rewatching Spaceballs last night, and I was like. The fucking air shield with the little square thing with the lug, the combination. <laughs> it is the shield around the planet in, in Rogue, Rogue One. One. And then <laughs> I was like, wait, did did Star Wars say, let's pull a reverse recognition parody of the I, movie that parodied us? I didn't us? think about that. That's crossed my mind before. And, and it and looks you the are same. So like the frame right. around oh, the yeah. opening. The sh we got this weird metal frame and a shield around the whole planet. Are you here to steal our air? I'm breathing <laughs> air. It's like this is too coincidental. Like oh, it's crazy. Dude, that's that's it. a good callback. I think yeah. that's truth. That's beautiful. I love Rogue One. I haven't watched it in a while. I, I, Such a I'm good pumped. movie. I want to watch it again. I, it, I, like you said, I think it's the, it's probably the second. Well, and Andor favorite. is doing just two seasons. They've already said it's yeah. one season and then a second season. And Andor season one was pretty great. So season two will be. Uh, I'm sure. I'm so far behind. Planet Druidia. I didn't mention the planet Druidia. <laughs> planet Druidia. Zach, you ready? Brad, are you going? Are you going? Empire Strikes Back, Rogue One. Yes, that is okay. Me. All right, that's the correct. That's the correct order. I like that. Uh, so, if I'm going parody movies, did you guys ever watch? Uh, so, so the guy, the guy Jermaine, he's a uh, he's from New Zealand, and he did a show on HBO 
with uh, with the other guy, and they were like singers. It was called the. Uh, do you guys know the show that I'm talking Flight about? Of the, it was Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Concords. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys know who I'm talking so about? Good. Yeah, dude. So he is in this show that Takai Waititi, the guy that you you, you know who I'm talking about, yeah. Brad, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So so he did a movie in 2014 called What We Do in the Shadows uh-huh. that is like a parody of vampire movies or of like vampire lore or whatever it is. Yeah. And they actually did they the, the movie was so popular that they ended up doing a TV show of it. Yeah. And dude, it is so fucking funny, man. And it's like just there's the plot is completely irrelevant and you just tune into any episode or the movie whatever it is and there will be some funny shit that will get you rolling on the floor laughing so everybody go check that out you can watch the movie on hbo max i believe and i think that the show is also streaming on hbo max you guys should check it out it's fucking hilarious yeah, I, w- I would be there i would be willing to bet a lot of money that taika watiti definitely has Mel Brooks is one of his influences because oh, he's got sure. he's got that uh, same thousand percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah. I, I I caught what we do in the shadows. The movie just randomly one. I'd never heard of it. No idea. Years ago, and I just kind of got sucked into it. And I, it was amazing. It's it was so so, so funny. It was so, so dumb. So hilarious. So good. He the the Takai Watiti guy also did another one that's like a pirate show on HBO. I'm not sure if you guys have checked that out. I didn't see it's it. Called, but I, yeah. Uh, I don't remember. It's something our flag or something. Something raised. Our flag means death. Yeah, our flag means death. There you go. We watched the whole season, and holy crap, it's so funny. It's got this like really weird. He's like this badass, like dread pirate Roberts type, like Blackbeard character, but he's also like sort of a closeted homosexual and like sort of in love with uh with the other with like his his uh, one of his captives and it is the funniest shit dude he i really like his humor that yeah. that takai white guy he's fucking great you love him so much you know how to say his name i have no clue how to say his name. Can, can i piggyback on one thing about that real quick did did Mel Brooks get right the casting with Carrie Elwes in Men in Tights that he wanted to have with Bill Pullman in this was was he the better same type of role and better guy like I thought, would you have I loved that Carrie, more Carrie Elwes Carrie Elwes in Men in Tights was great amazing I, I, like, I didn't have any but everyone's shitting on Bill Pullman today and I'm not saying you're wrong but that's because that's that because the right Bill one? Pullman sucked in this movie. Bill <laughs> Pullman sucked bad. But, but they but, seem like okay, the same the, type the, of. Only thing I will give credit to Mel Brooks Bill. is that if you were looking, nobody was writing home about uh, Luke Skywalker, and, and he's—I know it's not the same character, but it's like nobody was writing home about Luke Skywalker's acting in 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 Episode oh, no. Four, right? And it's like maybe he was just like, I want that type of acting. I want somebody who's just kind of like. That's not. That's not what it is. I guess. I think he wrong. hired Bill Pullman because he thought Bill Pullman would be good, and Bill Pullman was like, <laughs> "I'm gonna, I'm gonna do do cocaine and fuck hookers and just fucking just phone this one in." Bill Paxton, and, I miss uh, you, boy. Uh, yeah, I miss Bill Paxton. Oh, I love it. All right. <laughs> okay, now we can move on to alternate ending. How about that? Yeah. No jet wash for Maverick. Mexico on that goose stick. Iceberg list Titanic, Leo's drawing that nude shit. Jim fucks Nadia like we all thought he should. Ricky and Doughboy get the fuck out the hood. Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. It's time for a reshelf and alternate endings. (laughs) 
I don't really have an alternate ending, but I do have an alternate song. Okay. And um, it might be a little bit literal, but... I, I hope it's the same as me. <laughs> We've done that before. I hope it's the yeah. same as me. And when I think of space balls, and I think of balls, ACDC... <laughs> written on my fucking big balls right here. <laughs> we're so i've corny. got big balls uh sometimes if that just came in at the very end it would just be so absurd and stupid <laughs> it's so it's so dumb so uh that's Dude, you you guys you guys are on the same corny level at all times <laughs> shit. you guys are like what would be the corniest song to end this movie and you and scott are a fucking we're, mind we are, we're perfect at that that's exactly <laughs> what we did this i'm is sitting a- there acdc big balls i'm like this is so dumb and stupid i don't even know why i'm typing it here but i'm going to type it anyway oh my god and that's like at least the third time that we've nailed the the, the oh, yeah. ones uh, like what's the yes, corniest yeah. song you could play yeah. at the end of uh, it's so yeah. on the nose that's what it was <laughs> but that's such a fucking ridiculous song i remember it hearing is. it for the first time i was like why does this song even exist it's just like the way he sings it like everything about it is yeah. so some balls are held for pleasure some for <laughs> fancy dress but the balls that are held for pleasure those are the balls i like best <laughs> it's so stupid yeah it's it's a ridiculous song uh, anyway. and it, it, at the end of the movie it would have been stupid um <laughs> I've got an ultra. Can I tell you guys? Oh, go for can it. Can I tell you guys a quick, a quick anecdote? So I'm, uh, I'm in, I, I was in Ohio the last two days, and I had a, uh, a sort of a coworker that needed to go to the emergency, and so I had the rental car, and I was like, oh, I'll take you to the emergency room, and so this woman gets in my car, and we start driving to the emergency room, and the only, the closest emergency room is at a place called the Jewish Hospital. And that's the name of the hospital, the Jewish hospital. And so she gets in the car and she looks it up and she's like, this is it. It's five minutes away. I'm like, okay. And so I drive her and we're almost there. And she turns to me and goes, do you think that all the doctors are Jewish? <laughs> and I said, <laughs> and I had just watched Spaceballs and I was like, well, I guess if, I, if they're Jewish, it's better than them being Druish. And she goes, I don't, what does that mean? And she had oh. no idea what I was talking about. And I was like, I was like, all right, not only was that a bad joke, but I can't expect you to, uh, to understand my Jewish, my Jewish joke. But, uh, anyways, we can cut that, but it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny to me in my head. Oh, that's great. My, my alternate ending is actually kind of related to the, 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 uh, the, the the huge rap song that played right before this segment, which is uh, it mentions Luke hooks up with Leia just like he's intending. Right. They do no reference to the 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 incest of uh, of of the kiss between Leia and Luke. I'm just saying, if we have an alternate ending, right at the wedding, all of a sudden uh-huh. they should have had like the Luke character come out of left field and be like, "No, she's mine." It's like her long lost her long lost brother. <laughs> He's like trying to like step in on him Brad. or something. Brad, you have fucking ruined my alternate ending because I thought it would be hilarious, hilarious <laughs> for him to hook up with her at some point in the desert. And then when he goes back to marry her, yogurt tells him, "Oh, you're and she's your sister." Oh. <laughs> and then he has to come back, and then he has to come back and be like, 
oh hey i found out from this necklace i've been wearing that we're actually brother and sister oh, that's better. yours is a way better version i just made mine up on the fly that's i don't so have, i have zero written down on my paper but i was just like all right so and, and i was sitting here thinking oh you know well, what happened you know what if it was revealed at the wedding or whatever but that is so much better zach that yeah. is true yeah, wouldn't that be amazing that would have been a great callback to star wars oh my god yeah that's that yeah they, they avoided that topic completely which i mean i don't know why <sighs> Governor, you got what's something? Funny, what's What's funny too is that my boys the whole time were waiting for the Luke Skywalker character to show yeah, up. Right. They were like, "Who's gonna be the Luke Skywalker? Who's gonna be the Luke Skywalker?" And he just never comes, which I thought was kind of maybe on purpose. Like, is Mel Brooks playing 4D chess like that deep to where he's like, "People are gonna be waiting for Luke Skywalker to show up. We're just not gonna have him show up." Right. But I he, don't know. he felt like the combo of Han Solo. That, that was the. Intent. I know they never say it directly, and and you read a lot. Yeah. It, just, it felt like they just morphed the two kind of into one. Yeah, I was, I was looking at a description of the movie, and they listed basically Lone Star was a combo of Luke and, and Han. And Indiana Jones. Yeah. And Indiana Jones. <laughs> gotcha. Maybe that explains the bad acting, like Brad said. I don't know. Right. <laughs> uh, Governor, you got anything over there? So I, I'm, I'm never brief, as you guys know, and, and I write too much. And this, is, to me, is the most difficult thing to come up with an answer to. So I went off the fucking rails a little bit. Here we go. <laughs> we keep the movie exactly the same as it is. You see the space balls land. You see the whole fucking, uh, what was it, Planet of the Apes, you know. Uh-huh. And you see the wedding scene. And then you have to stay. And, and people aren't ready for this. And you have the post credit scene. You fast forward. The apes help the space balls build a smaller new ship, Spaceball 2. Uh-huh. They re-enter ludicrous mode, which glitches because it's all it's, it's new to them, and it sends them far into the future. And they use the new Mister Rental, like the whole awesome scene. I don't think we talked about it today, where they're viewing themselves in <laughs> right, five times. One of the best parts of the movie. So meta. They see themselves watching the sequel. They're so far ahead. Spaceballs three, the search for Spaceballs two in the future, which stars <laughs> the actors Brooks wanted to get in it. Gene Wilder is playing yogurt now. Tom Cruise is playing Lone Star while they're watching the sequel, and it alters our very own universe, our reality. Mike Myers is now in our universe, inspired by this, and that's how he did the sequel to Austin Powers, where he saw Tom Cruise playing himself <laughs> and Gwyneth Paltrow playing. <laughs> this is getting complicated. I'm so confused. One I'm just saying, if, if Bill Pullman like disappears, Bill Pullman's if, fucking out. If he disappears like into like the 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 world, like I'm happy. So. Nate, Nate, the only thing I'll say is that I hope that Spaceballs 2 is called Spaceballs 2, the vasectomy. Well, no. I like that. I'm going to go even more out there, and this is, I I apologize, it's fucking ridiculous. Uh, So, one more thing. The Spaceball sequel they're watching, it's voiced over because it's animated. It's cartoonish. (laughs) And that allows Mel Brooks, with his new movie set to release in 2024, to conquer the last thing he's not done yet and that's anime oh. animated mm. parody oh. oh by the way in the new altered reality the post credits major scene is now the inspiration for why marvel did it in all their movies they changed the timeline holy so, fuck so basically mel brooks invented the whole multiverse mel, mel brooks did it all the multiverse yeah. mel brooks multiverse mel, mel, I, dude I, i'd sign up for mel brooks multiverse <laughs> <laughs> 
if one of us can build a time machine, the first thing we're going to do, go back to Mel Brooks. <laughs> all right. Just create this wild universe where all your movies intertwine and intersect forever. He started it all. Uh, can, I, it. Can, I, can I confess something to you guys? Yes. I watched, I watched this whole movie, and uh, I didn't know that President Scroob was Mel Brooks until I jumped on this podcast with you guys, and you guys told me that it was him. You've done that <laughs> on numerous occasions, is. and I love that about I, you. I have no clue. Did you know that he was also he yogurt? He was really funny. He was yogurt? I had no idea, but I found it out when you said it, Scotty Beck. <laughs> That's why I do this podcast, so you guys can teach me about movies from when I was five years old. <laughs> that is, love it. That's the way we do it. Oh, I love it. All right. So, well, on that note, on that note, I think we should wrap this up. Oh, man, it's been a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, you guys uh, had as much fun as I did. And um, what are we, we going to do next week? Next week, um, well, you know, the person that's in charge of this is not here, but uh, they can talk about it. Uh, oh, no, wait. You're in charge of this shit. Am I? Okay. Well, I thought. Well, what's going on next you. week? <laughs> of the movie next week? No. no what's going on next so, week? So oh, you want me to say it? I'll, we, I'll say we, it. we are not doing. So usually. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, wait. So usually when I. You're talking about the draft. <laughs> yes, the draft. Yeah. We so, were confused. Unfortunately, um, we are not doing a themed draft based on Spaceballs because we're doing something special. And that's why I threw it to Brad because, you know, you were there last year and I thought you could. And you know what? This is what we're doing. The second annual. That's right, folks. It is the Bevies. We The Bevies are back, folks. You guys loved it so much last year. We had to bring it back. So we're going to take the 27 movies that we have done so far since the last, since the first annual Bevies. Correct. And we are going to be drafting, redrafting the Oscar Award main categories, the best picture, best director, best actor, and best actress from the 27 movies that we have covered in the last year. And so we'll be, uh, uh, we'll be choosing our favorites from the, the movies. Some, some people are going to get their due. Who did not get that? Who got uh, uh, completely uh, snubbed by the, the Oscars? You can guarantee it's going to be a fun episode, and there's going to be some wild card categories, right? Which who knows what there's going to the be. The fans, the fans were just clamoring for this. We had tens of people just in the fucking in the DMs, just right. on the Facebook. Yeah, I think there was at least one guy that was like. You guys should do the bevies again. Oh, yeah. I think it was Scott Beck under a pseudonym, but I, I'm in. Dude. I think I'm yeah. Excited. I think I think our audience this time is going to be at least like two more people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was it was a lot of fun last year. So last year, uh, Nick was still on the show. I, I my brother and I judged it together, and so uh, we thought since I'm on the show now that we'd bring back my brother. So that's why he's hanging out tonight and uh, going to be here next week for that as well. So he's going to help uh, judge the bevies. So, uh, oh, I'm excited. I, I haven't, I haven't been called an idiot live since like, uh, <laughs> two weeks, two, two weeks ago when, uh, Tim Beck picked up my tab at the, uh, fucking ranch hand when Scott Beck played a show. It was beautiful. <laughs> nice. I love it. All right. Thank you guys so much. And we will see you, uh, next week. Check out the uh, Denny's. Oh, check out the Not Denny's. Not the Bevies, but the Denny's is on our socials. Click that link and go ahead and cast some votes for VVK Podcast as the podcast of the year, as well as check out the categories and, and, and choose your favorites there as you move right. through the categories. Help us win that championship belt. 
even though it's not big don't enough be to hit me. Don't be shy, motherfuckers. You can vote as many times as you want. <laughs> I won't judge you if you vote multiple times. It's yeah. like going back for seconds at Thanksgiving. It's what you're supposed to do, guys. Come on. <laughs> Every device you got. All right, guys. Thank Bye-bye. you so much. <laughs> Try that one more time. Bye-bye. Start